Chapter 12 of Electricity and Magnetism. This is a LibriVox recording, and all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Don Evans. Electricity and Magnetism by Elisha Gray. Chapter 12 Miscellaneous Methods. It never rains, but it pours. <laughs> Almost simultaneously with the demonstration of the Morse telegraph, other types were devised. There were the needle systems of Cook and Wheatstone, the chemical telegraph of Alexander Bain, and soon the printing telegraph of House, and later that of Hughes. The latter is in use on the continent of Europe, and a modification of it has a very limited use on some American lines. The Bain telegraph used a key and battery the same as the Morse system, but it did not depend upon electromagnetism as the Morse system does. When in operation, a strip of paper was made to move under an iron stylus at the receiving end of the line. The paper was saturated with some chemical that would discolor by the electrolytic action of the current. When a message was sent, the paper was set to moving by a clock mechanism, or otherwise, under the stylus that was pressing on the paper as it passed over a metal roller or bed plate. The transmitting operator worked his key precisely as in sending an ordinary message by the Morse system. The effect was to send currents through the receiving stylus chopped into long or short marks, or the dots and dashes of the Morse code and recorded on the tape at marks that were blue or brown, according to the chemical used. A few lines were established in this country on the Bain system, but it never really came into general use. A number of systems, called automatic, grew out of the Bain system. Bain himself devised perhaps the first automatic telegraph. The fundamental principle of all automatic telegraphs depends upon the preparation of the message before sending, and is usually punched in a strip of paper, and then run through between rollers that allow the stylus to ride on the paper and drop through the holes that represent the dots and dashes of the Morse alphabet. Every time the stylus drops through a hole in the paper, it makes electrical contact, and sends a current, long or short, according to the length of the hole. The object of the automatic system was to send a large amount of business through a single wire in a short time. It does not save operators, as the messages have to be prepared for transmission, and then translated at the receiving end and put into ordinary writing for delivery. The automatic system is not used except for special purposes, and the one that seems to be the most favored is that of Wheatstone. That system is in use in England and in America to a limited degree. Early in the history of the telegraph, a printing system was devised. Wheatstone and others had proposed systems of printing telegraphs in Europe, but these never passed the experimental stage. The first printing telegraph introduced in America was invented by Royal E. House of Vermont, and first introduced in 1847 on a line between Cincinnati and Jeffersonville a distance of 150 miles. In 1849, a line for commercial use was established between New York and Philadelphia, and for some years following, many lines were equipped with the house printing telegraph instrument. 
The late General Anson Stager was a house operator at one time. All printing telegraph instruments, while differing greatly in detail, have certain things in common, to wit, a means for bringing the type into position, an inking device, a printing mechanism, a paper feed, and a means for bringing the type wheels into unison. There are two general types of printing instruments, the step-by-step -step and the synchronously moving type wheels. The house printer was a step-by-step -step instrument and consisted of two parts, a transmitter and a receiver. The transmitter consists of a keyboard like a piano with 28 keys. These keys are held in position by springs. Under the keys is a cylinder having 28 pins on it corresponding to the 26 letters of the alphabet and a dot and a space. This cylinder was driven by some power. In those days it was by man power. It was carried by a friction so that it could be easily stopped by the depression of any one of the keys that interfered with one of the pins. One revolution of the cylinder would break and close the current 28 times, making 28 steps. The receiving instrument consisted of a type wheel and means for driving it. It was somewhat complicated and only can be described in a general way. If the cylinder of the transmitter was sent to rotating, it would break and close 28 times each revolution. There were 14 closes and 14 breaks, each break and each close of the current representing a step. The type wheel of the receiver was divided into 28 parts, having 26 letters again and a dot in space. Each break moved it in one step and each close a step so that if the cylinder with its 28 pins started in unison with the type wheel with its 28 letters and spaces, they would revolve in unison. The keys were lettered, and if any one was depressed, the pin corresponding to it on the cylinder would strike it and stop the rotation of the cylinder, which stopped the breaking and closing of the circuit, which in turn stopped the rotation of the type wheel and not only stopped it, but also put it in a position so that the letter on the type wheel, corresponding to the letter on the key that was depressed, was opposite the printing mechanism. The printing was done on the strip of paper, which was carried forward one space at a time each time it printed. The printing mechanism was so arranged that so long as the wheel continued to rotate, it was held from printing, but the moment the type wheel stopped, it printed automatically. The messages were delivered on strips of paper as they came from the machine. In 1855, David E. Hughes of Kentucky patented a type printing telegraph that employed a different principle for rotating the type wheel. The electric current was used for printing the letters and unifying the type wheels with the transmitter apparatus. The transmitter, cylinder, and the type wheel revolved synchronously, or as nearly as possible, and the printing was done without stopping the type wheel. Whenever a letter was printed, the type wheel was corrected if there was any lack of unison. This type of machine is a greatly improved form, and it is still used on some of the Western Union lines, especially between New York, Boston, Philadelphia, and Washington. It is also in use, in one of its forms, in most of the European countries. End of chapter 12 Recording by Don Evans www.com
donmevans.com.